0: I gotta, have faith. I gotta have faith. You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by airaccountant.io. Outsourced controller and bookkeeping services. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with Mark Goodman, Faith-based business development. Uh, and he's executive director at 70 times 7. Welcome, Mark.
1: Thank you very much. It's good to be with you.
0: So, Mark, let's jump right in and learn about your faith journey.
1: Absolutely. That'd be great. Um, I grew up with one of four boys, the youngest, in the beautiful town of Detroit. If you've ever been to Detroit, you understand my sense of humor with it. <laughs> yes. A little bit like uh, Toledo without the glitter. And the, as the youngest, uh, it, it was at, you know, so like so many blue collar. But the thing was is we grew up with a father who is was very uh, abusive, physically abused, uh, my older brothers, he would uh, beat them sometimes to the point of almost being unconscious, or you could hardly recognize their um, their face.
0: That's um, horrible.
1: It's awful. Um, but it didn't end there. Um, my dad also sexually abused his own boys. <clears throat> so it was. a grew up in a in a very tough, uh, brutal uh, area, and we would always get away. And with one of my other brothers, we got a, got out of there during the summer at age fifteen. And that back then is uh, they called them Jesus freaks or hippies or whatever, uh God spell and, and such. And and a gentleman taught me about a, having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, not a religion, but a personal and my life changed. And it gave hope. Well, talk, and,
0: talk to me about that want to I w I wanna I wanna hear how in the world that came about.
1: Sure. Uh, just uh, when my dad would come home from work, we would try and you know hide everywhere that we could, or like I say during the summer. And this was just a a camp that my uh, one of my older brothers had already been well out of the house because get out of the house, to, you know, leave the home just as soon as you can. And they invited me to come join him, and he had come to know the Lord, and um, they just talked about openly talked about more of a relational with with Jesus, and I came back. Uh, and my mom was able to get me out of the house a good portion of the time. But as soon as I graduated from high school, my, one of my other brothers and I got out of there and we ended up uh, on the streets of L.A. for almost a year eating out of soup lines and dumpsters because it was actually safer. I have good memories of because it, it was safer and it was better on the streets of L.A. than it was at home. So I actually have great memories of it. Of it. Hmm.
0: And and so the, you came came back with the did you come back home with the faith? Tell me what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, I came came back home with the faith, and just felt as though there's got to be a, um, a a better way, and just kept praying for my mom and dad, and but kept separated from them for for good reason, for safety if nothing else, and so I moved down to Florida where they stayed up in Detroit, and at. During that period of time, if you can imagine, left a bit of a train wreck behind. And I worked on forgiving my dad. And so it left a big difference. And so that's why I spent so much of my time in talking about forgiveness. For my brothers, it didn't go as well. My oldest brother uh, passed away not long ago, full of anger for a good portion of his life. Mm-hmm. My brother closest to me that went to L.A. with me, is a paranoid schizophrenic. I've taken care of most of his life. And he doesn't take meds because to do so takes him right back to age 12 when my dad was doing the things that he was doing to them. And then my middle brother, the one who led me to the war in 1986, called me while he was in the process of taking his own life.
0: Oh, what a horrible, what a horrible story.
1: It, 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 it But it's a there's a beautiful ending to it. And that's the thing about a walk with the Lord.
0: Well, before we get into your, your your work today, I want to hear how all of this played out in your life. How did you, did you forgive your dad? And, and did, did, did he come to faith? What happened?
1: Great question. Um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle to forgive him, especially after my brother took his own life, right? There was a lot of bitterness against both him and the Lord for allowing something like that to happen. Um, And I just had to work through it and realize that forgiveness was really just one side of a two-part transaction. It had nothing to do with the other side. It's not subject to anything. Um, And that came a long way. As far as my dad, later in life, at age 65, he did sober up. He came to know the Lord. The amazing thing is, is the last 23 years of his life, my dad, the same guy, that should have gone to jail for the rest of his life, turned into one of the most wonderful, loving, godly men you will ever met. My dad's story is a great forgiveness story, that you're never too old and you've never done too much bad to find God's forgiveness, redemption, and grace.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So so, but I imagine you had to forgive him before he came anywhere near that decision. You had to forgive him when he was still... Like when, when Christ forgave the people who were crucifying him, he was, you know, saying, Father, forgive them when the nails were going in his hands.
1: That's great. And, and, and that is a great observation. You know, Christ forgave us not when we came to know him. Christ forgave us on the cross. There, so there was forgiveness there. There's not reconciliation until there's two sides of the transaction. Forgiveness only takes one side.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
1: And so I mean, reconciliation happened with my dad after he changed and had atonement and made, made amends. And then we did reconcile. and We had a wonderful time those last number of years. before. And, he and
0: how did that happen? Tell me, did he reach out to you? Did you reach out to him?
1: Well, as soon as he sobered up, I reached out to try and help. So I went to a lot of AA meetings with him to try and encourage him to keep it going as I was working on my own forgiveness. Mm. So um, it, it helped me along on my side of the transaction. And, and he changed drastically. And so I can say that there was reconciliation, but most people think that forgiveness is always subject to, but how can I forgive them when they did something bad to me? they have never apologized. They've never changed. They, 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 they. Hmm.
0: All right. So, so you're part of it. Had a good ending. Um, what? And, and it's obviously set the course for for your life now. Talk talk to us about what you're doing with the with the seventy times seven.
1: Sure. So my route on that is um, I've had a determination that even though I never got to go to college and I lived in the streets of L.A., I wanted still wanted to make something. And I worked hard. I mean, I had the book, MBA for Dummies, I kid you not. Hmm. By age 39, I was the CTO of a publicly traded telecom company. And before I dropped out of the corporate world, I was director of operations for a publicly traded healthcare tech company. I had this beautiful, wonderful life. I got a beautiful family. God has been so good (laughs) beyond comprehension of that good. And so... Uh, now I spend my time on this 70 times 7 or 70x7.org helping other people who are in the deep end of the ugly pool, who are carrying around the burden of anger, resentment, need for a payback, hurt. Often with abuse, one out of four women have been sexually abused in their lifetime. One out of six men, if you, you know more than six men, do you see one out of six men talking about it? No, and if we keep it in shame and silent, silence yet still hold on to that anger and resentment
0: and, and and how do you how does that functionally work i mean what do you do how do you find these people how do you minister to them
1: well a combination i do some one-on-ones just in this, in a Starbucks, often just uh, uh allowing them to share the story and work through the benefits of finding the freedom of getting that backpack off of their shoulders and the freedom is found in forgiveness Also, speaking engagements. I would encourage everybody if you were to Google Elizabeth Smart, forgiveness, or Goalcast. Last year, I did a familiar with Elizabeth Smart. She was abducted for nine months at the age of Mm -hmm. fourteen. She and I at at a a large uh, mega church in the Atlanta area, and that there's a four and a half minute uh, social media piece in there that has now been seen 122 million. Views over seven hundred thousand shares. Just talking about the power of why do you forgive when the other party doesn't deserve it? Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding that the power in it is your own freedom. It has nothing to do with them.
0: Right. Oh, I watched it as well. So I add one more to it. Um, okay. <laughs> so look in your in your um, bio here. It also says you do faith based business development. So I, you know, whenever I hear somebody talk about doing ministry full time like this, I always wonder how they how they fund it, because that, that has to be a challenge as well. So talk a little bit about the faith-based business development and, and how that relates to what you do.
1: Sure, absolutely. For, especially for any of you out there that run nonprofits, you understand that the last number of years, fundraising has changed drastically. It's generational change. Millennials, cash, people don't carry around cash anymore. Uh, there's digital giving. Uh, the um, tax laws have changed. So the where we used to go about and say, look at the great things that we're doing. Will you support me and fund it? Now, the donor is the hero of the story. So instead of saying, "Let's uh, what this is what we're doing in Tanzania, now you, the donor, are the hero. Look what you're doing in Tanzania with your $50, with your $500. So it, there's been a drastic change. So I'm in the middle of that. So helping nonprofits through creative means, a good part of it has to do with the group uh, out of uh, Tampa uh, Tampa Florida called harness would change roundup so your supporters can just air use their card everywhere they go it rounds up to the next dollar and that change is donated that little bit of change adds up to $35 a month a thousand supporters it's over $400,000 a year in recurring donations for nonprofits
0: just do, by change. do that require a, a new credit card or how does that work
1: No, they just use their existing, the beauties and the simplicity. It's just about the nonprofit getting a hold of me, getting them set up. Uh, And then it automatically, back to thanking the donor for what they're doing, it automatically sends them an email and or a text saying, wow, look at the difference and here's a photo of the difference that you are making. So it's using technology in this new wave of fundraising. And so that's what I do is help nonprofits with new means, creative ways Fun mm-hmm.
0: well we have about a minute left i'd like to ask you if you think god has a sense of humor and if you do have you experienced it
1: oh my goodness to say the least my whole life is a bit of a sense of humor, so uh, it's almost like a Forrest Gump that I just keep falling into things. So, oh, uh, no, I, I am just so thankful for God's sense of humor uh, over and over and over again. There's so many miracles and so many of it just humorous stories, and I'm just so, so thankful for God with this sense of humor.
0: Well, you, you seem like you are a joyful guy, Mark Goodman. Uh, <laughs> as I listen to you, and, I, and I, I, you know, and I listen to that that story. And, and your background. And I'm thinking, my goodness, this, this forgiveness thing is a real thing. I mean, <laughs> it works. Like It's you know.
1: because of that background. I think I see colors. Most people don't. I smell things. I'm much more appreciative. Absolutely. There, yeah. it is possible that forgiveness can bring joy and freedom.
0: You are a, a walking representative of that. I'd like to thank Mark Goodman, Executive Director, 70 times 7, for joining us on Faith at Work. Please follow us on Facebook. That's Faith at Work Radio on Facebook and find our podcast on all of the major podcasting platforms. Thanks, Mark.
1: Thank you. Yes, I gotta have faith.
0: You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. Brought to you by airaccountant.io